0: Hello everyone, welcome again to this special gathering of New Hope Fellowship. It really is great to see all of you in this, uh, in this new location, this new space. Um, it's great to have lots of family members here too to celebrate uh, this, this wonderful Sunday and what is for, for many of you families a momentous event in the spiritual lives of your, of your households. And in about 15 minutes... Six people are going to come up here one by one, and they're going to share what we often call testimonies. And testimonies are basically stories. They are accounts, personal accounts, of how each person, each one of these folks, came to believe and trust in Jesus Christ. And, and they are accounts, personal accounts, of what Jesus has done for them and in their lives. Now, over the past few weeks as a church, we've been reading another personal testimony about Jesus called the Gospel of Mark. Gospel of Mark. That whole account is made up of all these little short scenes like the one that we're going to look at briefly today. And I'm so glad we get to look at this scene today because I think it's going to help us understand why it is that these four guys are going to, six guys are going to come up here today and share their testimonies and then be baptized. So our title for today's message is The Astonishing Authority of Jesus. The astonishing authority of Jesus. I want to invite you to think about the word authority today and what it means. And It means many things. We're not going to look at all of what it means, but think about what authority is. We can use it in different ways. For instance, I could use authority this way. I can say so-and-so is an authority on that topic. They're an expert on that topic. Or or I can say so-and-so has the authority to make that decision. That's another way to use the word authority, you see? So, 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 so one, one meaning of authority has to do with expertise. It has to do with knowledge. But that other kind of authority, it has to do with power. And, and I want us all to see today that Jesus possesses both kinds of authority. He possesses all kinds of authority. Allow me to read to you the first part of our, our scene it's, it's in Mark chapter 1. It'll be up here. It's on verse 21 that I'm going to start reading. It says there, And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he, that is Jesus, entered the synagogue, and he was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority. And not as the scribes. So this action takes place in the synagogue. These were spaces, buildings, where Jewish communities would gather and they would hear rabbis, teachers, uh, read the Torah and the, the rest of the, 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 the Jewish scriptures and, and then teach on those scriptures. They would interpret and apply those scriptures for the people who gathered. This was normal for them. But when Jesus entered this particular synagogue, what happened was anything but normal. It, it says he astonished everyone. He astonished everyone because he taught them as, quote, as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And what's strange about that is is that the scribes actually did have authority. The scribes were recognized experts in the Torah, in the Jewish scriptures. But Jesus' teaching hit these people differently. It hit them different from the way the scribes' teaching hit them. You see, because he taught as someone who not only understood these ancient scriptures, but as someone who actually authored these ancient scriptures. He, he was speaking not just as an expert, but as the source, as the author, as the writer of God's words. I was, uh, I was an English major in college, and we spent a lot of time writing about what other people wrote. In class, we discuss the meaning of novels or the meaning of of this particular scene or or the meaning of this poem, and sometimes within a class, we would disagree on the meaning of the text. The professor was usually the the de facto expert, but I didn't always agree with the professor either. Sometimes I think, I, I would think to myself, I wish whoever wrote this piece that we're arguing about here, I wish they would walk in the door and tell us what they meant, Tell us what this means so that my opinion could be confirmed or maybe I could be proven wrong. But I want to know, what does the author say? Because they could tell us with authority. They can tell us with certainty because more than experts, they were the actual source. And Jesus spoke with that kind of authority. We, We live in an age of information. And uh, sometimes I think that if you, if you watch enough YouTube and you listen to a few podcasts, maybe you might start feeling like you're an expert in anything. J- just find the right accounts to subscribe to. You can become an expert. I heard a pastor say just recently that when, uh, when the pandemic hit, he was amazed to find out how many infectious disease experts were, were in their church. Amazed. He says, we- we've got a bunch of immunologists here too, apparently. So so given the the age that we live in, it's it's easy for us to grow cynical and skeptical about self-proclaimed experts. It's probably wise for us to be a little skeptical about self-proclaimed experts. But, But the expert insight of Jesus and his understanding was clear to everyone that day. In fact, according to what Mark tells us, he didn't just proclaim, I know what I'm talking about. I am the expert. No, they saw it they know, knew it as they listened to him because he interpreted God's word so wisely and so authoritatively. And this means, this means that if you want to know who God is, the very best thing you can do is listen to Jesus because he is God. And if that's the case, if he is God, then, then look, if, if you want to know what life is about, or why life matters, or whether you matter, the best thing you can do is listen to Jesus, because He's the author of life, and he's the author of you and the world you live in. He possesses that kind of authority. But Jesus doesn't have only that kind of authority. Look at the second part of the scene, in verse 23. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him and they were all amazed. So that they questioned among themselves saying, what is this? A new kind of teaching with with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him? And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. You see, Jesus has the right and he has the power to command obedience. Later on, if you read the rest of the Gospel of Mark, you find out that he has authority to command obedience from nature itself. The natural world. And here we find out that he commands obedience from the supernatural world too. Even unclean spirits, demons obey him. Now I don't have time to talk about these demons very much. We're going to see them more as we go through Mark later, but, but know this, know this. Throughout the Old Testament, if you read the first part of the Bible, the, the, the Old Testament, those Jewish scriptures, there aren't that many occasions when demons are mentioned. There's some, but not that many compared to when you read the Gospels. When you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it's like demons are on every page. It's like one teacher named R.C. Sproul said, he says, when, when Jesus was on earth... All hell broke loose. All hell broke loose. And here's why he says that. We saw it a few weeks ago, that, that when Jesus arrived on earth, that meant that the kingdom of God was invading this fallen kingdom. The kingdom of God was penetrating and invading with the ultimate goal of taking over this fallen world that's been ruined by evil and darkness and suffering and all the works of Satan so so when christ arrived evil raged like here in the scene and when jesus cast that spirit out it's as if he was saying there's no place in my kingdom for you you don't belong in my kingdom In fact, elsewhere, Jesus says these words. He says, if I drive out demons by the finger or the the power of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. Demon scattering is a sign that the kingdom of God is invading. Jesus speaks with the authority of a king. He speaks with the commanding power of God himself. And even spirits have no choice but to shut up and listen. Because they know who he is. I know who you are, that spirit said. Do you know who Jesus is? Do you know who he is? He has authority over your life. And my life too. He has authority over your days. He has authority over your circumstances. He has the power and the understanding to direct us toward the life that we would choose for ourselves if we, if we knew what was best the life that we would want for ourselves if we had the faith to even believe it was possible. The six people who will tell their stories here in a moment and then be baptized back there, they are convinced that Jesus is the author of life. They are convinced that he is the trustworthy, go-to source on how to live... And what life is all about. They're convinced of his authority. and They're going to tell you that. And, and, and by the very act of being baptized, they are responding publicly to his authoritative call. To believe and follow him. They are declaring through their baptism today that he, Jesus, has power to forgive. That he is authority over sin and death. And he's worthy of their trust. Complete trust. The stories you'll hear from these six brothers, they might not feel quite as dramatic as the story of this man with an unclean spirit who writhed in agony and shouted and was finally freed from the evil spirit that was controlling him and hurting him, destroying him. Now, their stories might not sound that dramatic. But know this, they are. (laughs) They are as dramatic. That is, they are as miraculous. Because every time Jesus saves, every time Jesus intervenes into someone's life to rescue, to bring freedom, to bring forgiveness, it's a demonstration of his authority. And and, and that power is displayed in each of these stories here this afternoon. And so I'm going to pray And I'm going to invite these brothers to come up and share these stories of Jesus' authority and power with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we gaze, we gaze at your majesty, your, your power exercised in kindness and love, to bring freedom and renewal and forgiveness and new life. And we are astonished by your authority. Lord, move in us, even as we hear stories from these, our brothers, that that move in us to submit our lives to you. To trust unequivocally In your authoritative knowledge and wisdom of all over all things. And your sovereign power to work out all things according to your perfect will. Lord Jesus, we thank you. That the king of glory would be willing to give himself over into the hands of sinners. To be mocked shamed and executed all so that with authority you could rise on the third day and say death is dead and my people will live forever we praise you in your name amen